What's going on, ghosties? Welcome back to Tales of Spooky Coffee House. If you're new here, welcome to our podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Veronica. And I'm Chelsea. And it's time for our much needed coffee break. Although, however, before we get started, um, <laughs> I have I have something to say. Uh oh. Are you ready? I I mean I guess. Happy, happy birthday, something, something, yeah. Happy From happy all of us to you. Yeah, we wish it was it. our birthday so we could celebrate too. Shut up. You're not the you're, it's your birthday. You're not the one that's supposed to be singing it. Shut up. But you're not happy the one birthday, that knows Chelsea. Shut up. Let me make this moment special. Happy birthday. <laughs> Let me pretend to love you. Guys, See, did you hear it? Own. Did you hear it? She said pretend. Our, gonna pretend very, to love you. Our very own Chelsea has celebrated her birthday this uh, past week. It is her birthday month, and that's all I really want to say. I don't really, I mean, good for you. <laughs> you lived another year, another year closer <laughs> to death. Yay. No, I'm just kidding. I yeah, love I know, you. Right? I'm so grateful for you, and I'm so happy to be doing this podcast with you. A funny story, actually, if you guys didn't see our post on Instagram or my post on Instagram, uh, on our Chelsea Spooky Coffee House, I posted a picture of Chelsea and I went on during the day of my quinceanera. So I turned 15, and we, you know, we took a limo to Hollywood Boulevard. We walked, you know, where the 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 Walk of Fame is and all that stuff. We looked at the stars. We took pictures with the characters, of course. You know, the picture is Jason and Michael Myers, I believe. So I go to work, and my coworker goes hey was that picture from your quince and i was like yeah and she goes was it horror themed and i was like <laughs> i was like no <laughs> that was in hollywood because it's kind of like tradition like when you do your quinceanera you you get a limo and you go somewhere and you do stuff and you take pictures with like whoever's uh-huh. in your court um we just went to hollywood it was just you me my cousins my aunt and my uncle and we had a great time and then we continue to have a great time for the rest of the day, but just wanted to tell you about that really quick. Yeah, and did you hear that, Ghosties? Even when we were teenagers, Veronica loved me so much that I was part of her court. I mean, I didn't have a court, but if you want to see it that way... To technically, special... technically. No, yeah, no, whatever. No, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she was in my... Yes, in my court. It's yes. my birthday. Go with it. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. So anyways, how old are you? How old are you now? 28? We're not going to talk about that. (laughs) All of a sudden, you have issues with the numbers. Listen, do you want me to tell you how long we've been friends? Not as old as how you are. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I don't even know if that made sense. Let's move on. Let's move on. (laughs) Yeah, it made sense to me. I don't, uh, you know, the ghosties are going to probably be like, what the fuck? Well, yeah, no, we're fine. (laughs) Listen, speaking of like, you know, our horror picture from your can see it um i am trying to get myself into the spooky season still um i had a lot going on okay i've been trying to get myself there mentally and it doesn't help that and i've told you this i'm writing a book right now Mm -hmm. that is it's a it's a thriller it's book two to obsession and it's scary and all that but it takes place at christmas time and I'm a very um, sense-driven author, so I need, like, visuals and audio to, like, kind of, like, set me into my story. 
And so I, <laughs> I'm so embarrassed to say, but I've had to listen to Christmas music to get me in the mood for it. And so it's very hard to transition from Christmas to Halloween to Halloween to Christmas. And, you know, anyway, so um, Walmart has pumpkin spice creamer back out. Yeah. And, yeah. So that inspired me. And then um, I've been reading a new, well, technically it's not a new book series, but it's uh, vampires and werewolves and dragons and gargoyles. Mm-hmm. and witches and so i've been i've been listening to that audio series and it's like six seven books so i'm excited to get myself into the spooky season yeah it is exciting it's an exciting time of year some of you ghosties may know our frenzy who's been on the show we're actually going to san diego next month and we're doing a night tour at the wheelie house so i'm really really excited for that it's the first thing i have planned out for like halloween season the Museum of Death is open uh, in Hollywood. However, uh, my friends, the same coworker that asked me that question about our my quince picture, she went recently and she said it's very small, like much smaller than uh, what it used to be. So really? she thinks that they're still building it and still working on it, but maybe that they needed money. So they opened their doors. I'm uh-huh. not sure, but she didn't seem too thrilled, but. I'm going to go check it out for myself, hopefully one of these days. Um, and I don't know. Hopefully hopefully it's still great. The next time I go out there, we have to go, for sure. Of course. We we need to make like a list, a checkoff list. Wake right. up at four in the morning and then end the day at midnight or one or two or three. Just kidding. I don't know. So moving on to our here coffee break, our catch up segment. I do have some questions for you. Okay. Um, question number one. Who is the most annoying person that you know? You. <laughs> <gasps> no, I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna say who it is. Okay, it's okay, I know. Um, <laughs> next question. Have you ever sent an inappropriate text to a family member by accident? to a fan okay good 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 <laughs> oh, i was a little scared i'm like Ugh. but then again you no. guys are pretty close but not in that yeah. way but you know what i mean yeah i know what you mean if you could create your own job what would it be create my own job mm-hmm. like create a job that's never existed or just like create like my own company with the job yeah let's go with that i'd start up my own publishing company Ooh. yeah you've talked about that before yeah. So my last question is, what is the dumbest way you've ever hurt yourself? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a tie between two stories, okay? Okay. So, like, I used to work retail um, probably, like, eight, nine years ago now. And <laughs> I have a scar on my hand in between my um, my middle finger and my ring finger on my right hand mm-hmm. because my dumbass was like always conscious about, you know, not breaking company, like, you know, not breaking the products and shit. Mm-hmm. And I was helping my boss set up the summer aisle. <laughs> 
and I was pushing the cart full of all of the merchandise, and I guess, like, a bolt or something came out of it, because, like, the whole fucking cart just, like, started to fall apart, and um, everything started to topple to the side. Well, there was some, like, glass stuff in there that I was trying to catch, and the tiki torches got in the way, and so I have a scar on my hand because the tiki torch cut me open. Oof. <laughs> so I felt like that was pretty stupid. But then there was a time, I think I was like 10. Um, I don't know why. And I still do this to this day, just not the pools. It's like steps and corners and stuff. I don't like to walk around corners. I like to jump over them. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I was jumping over the corner of Nana's pool in the backyard, right where the steps are. <laughs> and I'm uh scared. And you well, you know that. Um, before they had, I remember this story from some time ago. But Jesus, scared. Actually, it was in it was in middle school. It was right after they had their pool redone, and I wasn't used to jumping over the pool with the new bricks that were there Mm -hmm. because it used to be just straight concrete, and the bricks are slippery when they're wet. And uh, I might have slipped into the pool and sprained my ankle. Um, I have a I have a pretty big scar that's like a shade darker than my natural skin color on my leg that uh-huh. goes ankle up to my like right under my knee and uh yeah that was a fun day <laughs> non and grampy had to take me to the er and i had to explain to the er doctor my grandparents and my mother how i uh jumped over the corner of the pool and fucked myself up oh chelsea 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 <laughs> chelsea and the fact that i still do it to this day just cracks me up like, I don't know what it is about, like, corners and, like, 90-degree angles, but I just, I jump over them. Well, did, did you learn your lesson at all? Obviously not, if I'm still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried learning your lesson at all? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, I don't learn my lessons. I just yeah. keep repeating become, them until the tarot cards the tell lesson. me to You become off. the lesson. That's yeah, exactly. Exactly. So since we're done embarrassing me, do you want to get us started on the true crime topic of the week? <laughs> yes. So I will be reading an article from ATI, um, also known as All That's Interesting. And I'm going to be talking about acid killer John Hay. Um, so in February of 1949, police raided a warehouse on Leopold Road in West Sussex, owned by John George Hay. Inside, they found several 40-gallon drums and containers of concentrated sulfuric acid. Outside, they found 28 pounds of melted human body fat, part of a human foot, human gallstones, and part of a denture. Um, If I haven't given a trigger warning yet, trigger warning. (laughs) Too late. Right. Um, So it was clear to investigators from the acid inside what had happened. Um, Hay had murdered someone and dissolved their body in acid to hide his crime. However, what would become more shocking over the course of the investigation was that he had done it before and had planned to do it again, had it not been for one small misstep. John George Hay had not started out 
a killer. He had been born into an affluent conservative family in Yorkshire, grew up attending classical music concerts, and was awarded several scholarships throughout his academic life. His charmed adolescence um, ended at the age of 25 when he was arrested and jailed for fraud just months after marrying. Upon his imprisonment, his new bride left him and his conservative relatives decided to want nothing with him, nothing to do with him. After serving just two years, John Hay was released from prison and moved to London, where he became a chauffeur. However, despite serving time for fraud, he continued to swindle unsuspecting do-gooders out of their money. He would pretend to be a solicitor uh, named William Adamson. He would frequently sell fraudulent stock shares from the estates of his dead clients at below market rates. Eventually, he was caught when one of his clients realized he had misspelled his false name on a legal document. (laughs) Stupid. In 1939, he was arrested and imprisoned again, this time sentenced for four years for fraud. While in prison, Hay realized that his biggest downfall was that he had left his fraud victims alive to report the crimes. Dumbass. (laughs) Exactly. He spent the rest of his time in prison devising ways to dispose of any witnesses to the crimes that he fully intended to continue committing upon his release. He began researching the French murderer, Georges Alexander Serret, whose signature had been dissolving uh, his victims in sulfuric acid. Using his free time, he devised his own method of dissolving bodies in various forms of acid by practicing on mice. Eventually, he found that it took 30 minutes for a small field uh, mouse to dissolve and was able to calculate how much acid in time he would need for a full-grown man. Four years later, free from prison and armed with his macabre knowledge, John George Hay took a job at an engineering firm in the accountant, accounting department. Soon after, he ran into an old friend named William McSwan, who he had worked um, as a chauffeur for. That was kind of a tongue twister for me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> McSwan told him about his new venture as a landlord, collecting rent from the tenants who stayed in his parents' multiple properties. Though he had a well-paying job at the engineering firm, he became jealous of McSwan's seemingly lavish lifestyle and the little effort he seemed to put into it. A few months after bumping into him, Hay lured McSwan to an old abandoned basement and hit him over the head. Using his newfound disposal method, Hay put McSwan's body into a 40-gallon drum and filled it with concentrated sulfuric acid. Two days later, McSwan was nothing more than 100 or so pounds of sludge, which Hay poured down a manhole. Writing the high of his successful murder, Hay took over McSwan's landlord duties, uh, telling McSwan's family that he had run away to avoid being drafted. Eventually, when the elder McSwans became suspicious as their son had not returned home, even after the job was over, John George Hay killed them as well. Left with their money and their properties, Hay moved into the Onslow Court Hotel in Kensington. However, the roughly $10,000 that he had stolen didn't last long, as he shortly developed a gambling problem. Running through his cash quicker than he expected, Hay was forced to find another wealthy couple to kill and rob. After uh, feigning interest in a house that was for sale, Hay murdered the owners. 
Dr. Archibald Henderson and his wife, Rose. Both Hendersons were disposed of at a warehouse in Gloucester, um, where McSwan family had been also been killed. The warehouse seemed to be the perfect place and it was relatively remote and contained a manhole where the human sludge would be easily disposed. After the five murders, John Hay rented a larger warehouse on Leopold Road with more space for his drums and acid concoction. Here he would kill and dissolve his final victim. Olive Duran Diacon was a wealthy widow who lived at the Onslow Court Hotel with Hay. Olive thought herself something of an inventor and upon finding out that Hay worked at an engineering firm asked if she could talk to him about an idea she had for an artificial for artificial fingernail. Hay took the opportunity to lure her to, to his warehouse and murder her there. Olive Duran Deacon, I believe is the right way to pronounce her last name, I apologize, was the body that investigators discovered outside the Leopold Road warehouse. You see, unlike Hay's previous disposal grounds, the Leopold Road warehouse had no floor drain and no manhole access. Unable to pour the sludge quietly into the sewers, Hay had been forced to dump it in a pile of rubble behind the warehouse, where it was easily uncovered by investigators. Upon the discovery of Olive Durant Deacon's body, Hay was arrested and charged with murder. Now known to popular media as the acid bath murderer, he pleaded insanity and claimed that drinking the blood of his victims had driven him mad, though there was no evidence that he had in fact consumed human blood. After hearing his insanity defense, one of the arresting officers mentioned to the prosecutors that Hay had asked him what the chances were of being released from psychiatric hospital versus prison. Hmm. The jury then took only minutes to return a guilty verdict on Hay, sentencing him to death on August 10th, 1949. George, uh, John George Hay was executed for his crimes. That was my true crime topic of the week. Hope that was fun for you guys. Um, he's a wild ride. He, he was a wild ride, right? Um, but let's move on to another wild ride. Do you want to get us started on the paranormal topic of the week? Yeah. So this week's paranormal topic topping. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. This week's we're paranormal still... topic. What? Sorry, I was gonna say we're still high from the last episode. I know, right? <laughs> so the paranormal topic of the week is the Carl Beck House. So the Carl Beck House is considered to be the most haunted place in Canada, and it is a Queen Anne revival design from the Victorian era. It was built by Carl Beck, who was the wealthiest of the local lumber magnates in the late 19th century. And he was also the mayor of the town between 1892 and 1895. He did buy the first automobile in the area, um, which was a 1903 Oldsmobile, which is in display in the museum out there. And the house is like really really large um it was it was built to fit him his wife and his nine children well yeah can you imagine nine children i no, still have a hard time wrapping my head around nana's seven siblings yes 
So the story of Carl Beck was that while he was living in his home with his family, he lost his wife and two of his young children. It's believed that they are the three of the most active spirits that are in the house. And the house has been converted into apartments. And the owner of the apartments has stated like, that they believe there are as many as 18 spirits in that house. Mm-hmm. One of the other spirits is believed to be Charles's daughter, Mary. When his wife passed away, Mary was put in charge of raising the younger children. But eventually she left the house to get married and start a family of her own, which created this like horrible friction and Charles resented her for it. Mm-hmm. So much so that when he passed, he split his inheritance evenly between all of his children, except for Mary, who only received one dollar. Ouch. Yeah. So the theory is that Mary haunts the home in protest of not receiving a fair amount of the inheritance. And a lot of visitors and former residents of the apartments claim that they have felt either a slight tugging on the blankets, somebody's tucking them into bed, and others have claimed to hear female voices shooing them away, and both are believed to be the hauntings of Mary. Other paranormal activities that that visitors and residents have reported are that of doors closing on their own, lingering smells of cigar smoke, dark shadows moving throughout the halls and a female figure who is supposedly seen standing on the top floor window, staring down at people. And she is angry looking and whispering very hostily to passerbyers. Sounds like a Monday morning to me. Yeah. Right. Like I would be tired. Maybe she woke up on the wrong side of the bed every day. Um, The best part about this haunted house is that if you want to stay the night, you are more than welcome to using Airbnb. Ooh. Yep, you get to stay on the top floor in the attic where the uh, female figure is supposedly seen. Add that to my uh, places to go. Yep, so if you want, we can make a girls' trip to Ontario, Canada. I'm so fucking down, dude. You don't understand. <laughs> I just, gotta, I, I, I just gotta get Canada. a passport. <laughs> yeah, I don't have one. Yeah, uh, we, we have to get passports and stuff first, but that's definitely on the list. <laughs> But yeah, that's my topic, the haunting of the Carl Beck house. If you're if if you want like way more details, there's so many um like paranormal investigators that do videos on it and stuff. I love when you when we bring up like paranormal topics, they're like haunted locations that you could actually visit or stay at. Uh-huh. Cause it's so exciting, you know what I mean? Like yeah, like, like that's when we stayed at the Patterson house, like that was such a great experience. Exactly. Like, even though, like, it's a, it's a bigger topic, like, there's, like I said, there's a lot of people that go and do video and documentaries on it, but, like, you can stay there. Like, it's, I always love talking about those, because then people are like, oh, yeah, like, let's go. Like, like, Queen Mary, and, like, you said, the Patterson House, and, yeah. Well, thank you for that, Chelsea. I appreciate you. You're welcome. We appreciate you. I appreciate your hype. (laughs) Yay, yay. See, guys, she's um, not always Um, So moving on uh, to our tarot card reading. Chelsea asked me uh, when we were planning this episode out, you know, what, what are we going to do for our tarot card segment? And what I want to do is I want to do a happy birthday tarot spread for you, Chelsea, which consists, consists of five cards. Card number one will represent the last year. 
Card number two is things you something <laughs> something you words. need to let go of. I know words are hard. We know this. Every episode, every episode, I swear, there's always something where I'm struggling to like say it. Um, so something you need to let go of. Number three, a gift you will receive. Card number four, embrace this. So we'll get to that. And then card number five, the last one. This card represents the next year. So I am using my Mystic Mondays Tarot um, card deck. I will be reading from the guidebook um, just to get a solid meaning behind the card. And if there's any more input that we'd like to put into it, we'll go ahead and do that. So card number one, the card that represent this last year. So the card that you got, Chelsea, is Princess of Swords reversed. So challenging authority with a know-it-all attitude can get old pretty quick. You're bored and in need of mental stimulation to keep up with your rapid-fire thoughts. All talk and no action leads to a distrust between you and your peers. Making promises you cannot keep does not bode well for your reputation, nor aligns with your intentions. Communication is a two-way street. Become aware of how you speak to others as it may rub them the wrong way and you can come off as annoying instead of intelligent. Listen, I thought this was supposed to be fucking happy birthday (laughs) reading. I'm not done. Excitement (laughs) spurs you. However, your energy is scattered when you try to do it all at once. Fear of people judging you can stop you from spreading your thoughts and ideas. Don't let the haters get you down. The world wants to hear what you have to say. Um, so right Listen, away, if when's I... not my last year in like the perfect explanation, I don't know what else is. I I I think the card was being a little mean. Um, I I what I what I would have said <laughs> is I think you've made too many um like goals for yourself. Um, to, you had too many things to do that you just got overwhelmed and you couldn't get to each one of them and you were a little cocky about it maybe a little too confident that your procrastination will like you know you'd get it done you know eventually <laughs> that's that's what I'm like, because I know you kind of like how book two of obsession is supposed to be published in December and I haven't even finished the outline yet and it's August Okay, so maybe the card wasn't being to me. Maybe it was being yeah, no, real. Like I said, like it's pretty on point. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, moving on. <laughs> card number two is something that you need to let go of. So you got the Queen of Pentacles reverse, and again, this is something you need to let go of. All work and no play. You may be immersed completely in your career right now, working hard to provide for your family, which ironically (laughs) is also taking quality time away from your loved ones. You are experiencing overwhelm, struggling to judge your career and home life, and are feeling inadequate in the process. Return to a place to rejuvenate your juices and ground yourself to your center balance is key for subs oh my god hold on another word another word sustainability (laughs) for both your health and your sanity if you are questioning your ability to be financially independent trust your gut instincts you don't have to work yourself down to the bone in order to achieve the goal for yourself and your family take a step back and see where you can spend less time in control 
work smarter not harder stop giving yourself so much shit to do chelsea bro (laughs) you wanted this i what do you mean i didn't ask for this reading hey 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 hey. (laughs) people are listening to this podcast and you don't have to start screaming like that okay what if she's driving to work right now listening to this episode and you scared her as she's driving and she swerves and like hits a fucking raccoon in the freeway or something you never know z veronica's being mean to me can you do something about it <laughs> she's gonna be like, nope she's mean to me too now you gotta deal with her <laughs> all right so moving on uh <laughs> card number three it's gonna start getting better a gift you will receive Wait, 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 wait. Stop. Pause. Pause. Speaking of gifts, I want to tell you about a gift that my mom got me for my birthday. Ooh, what did she get you? It hasn't come in yet, okay? But it when it does, like, I'll post a picture on Instagram for you guys. But, um, so she got me a welcome sign for my door. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, and it says, but it's crossed out with, like, a, like a, um, a knife slash with blood like spilling out and then underneath it's got in order um freddy krueger pennywise jason chucky ghostface and michael myers and it's just like they're silhouettes you know like yeah 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 that's so badass though you can tell who they are but underneath because it you know remember how i said like it's got the cross out for the welcome underneath all the characters it says you should leave and bloody letters <laughs> oh my god I need that I need that to put in front of my room door I was so excited I was like that was, yes. that's a good that's a pretty good gift good job mom that's a good one continue I just okay. wanted to share that with you no you're good thank you for sharing um so card number three this is where it starts getting better I hope a gift that you will receive um again you got the knight of wands so act first think later Driven by a fiery ambition, the Knight of Wands is ready to take on the world and proclaim his spot among the best. Passionate about his path, he is fully committed to making his dreams come true. Bursting with enthusiasm, he is easily carried away by the allure of fame and glory and will rush into circumstances that will put him in first place. Balance out your impulses uh, with rational thinking and think about the road ahead. Don't wait for things to come to you. Take every opportunity that you can get. Forging forward with speed can free you from second-guessing your actions. Although you may not know what is next, the Knight of Wands encourages you to swiftly move forward, be up for the adventure, and see what's next. So, um, I think you're about to get a lot of shit done, and that's going to bring you a lot of um, what you're looking for. Whether it's satisfaction um, in the work that you do, providing for your family, providing for yourself, just know that you're you're gonna have to take a risk here and there to get that to happen. But don't don't doubt yourself. I feel like you you, you might be doubting some things or some I doubt of your projects. A lot. Yeah. So just keep going forward. Keep fucking writing that book. Don't doubt yourself. Keep writing that book, and it's gonna bring you good. Um. So that's the gift that you're gonna be receiving. Okay. Card number four is something to embrace. You got the Eight of Cups, which means, let's see here. This, this fatic, blah, 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 
dissatisfaction with the day-to-day leads you to reevaluate your life, where you are and where you're headed. Your strive to get to this point on your path and you're left feeling unfulfilled, seeking a deeper truth. There's a buzz in your ear to give it all up and chase your joy. Even if it doesn't make sense yet, you've decided to take a stand for yourself and your happiness. Comfort is material and physical needs aren't quite cutting it anymore. And you're looking for a deeper connection with your purpose in life. Constant striving and achievement leaves you running on empty and neglecting yourself in the process. You're in the mood for introspection, discovering how to best implement your plans in nourishing ways. Uh, Appreciate your journey so far in this transition period. You're ready to move past being comfortable and start feeding your soul. Embrace that shit. Are you doing okay? (sighs) Yes, I think so. So I'm excited for this next one. So this card represents the next year. And you got the world. The world is a vampire. All right. (laughs) Finito. Fin. Which means like finally. Which is something you're probably feeling right now. Um... (laughs) 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 Oh. A long-term goal has been reached, and you can now sit back and relax. All of the pieces have come together, and you have finally found your place in the world. Celebrate this as a huge win. Take pleasure and look back at all the progress that you have made from when you first started. Feel proud? Well, you should. It's amazing how much we can achieve when we put our minds to it. There is an acceptance of yourself and others that creates wholeness and unity. You're realizing that you are part of something much larger than yourself and are able to see the bigger picture now more clearly. With endings come new beginnings. The world could also literally mean that you will be traveling and will, and will experience a new world wherever you decide to adventure. The world is your oyster. So I think there's a lot of great things coming to you in this next year. And I'm so fucking happy and excited for you because you've gone through so fucking much. And it's about time. As it said and with the first word, theme, finally. So what do you think about your reading? I feel a lot about the reading, but mm-hmm. I am looking forward to this next year. Yeah, you are going through a transition and... From the looks of it, it's going to take hard work, but good is going to come out of that hard work. And I'm really looking forward to seeing you continue to grow and become the best you that you can become. Okay, now listen, Veronica, I hope you're prepared for your birthday. We don't record on my birthday, so I'm I'm chilling. Oh, I will. Oh, watch me. How are you going to record on my birthday? Because technically our last episode airs on the 16th, which is right before your birthday. So I'm going to do a... But that's um, not... That's dumb because your birthday passed. Like, you've had your birthday. I wouldn't even have... I'm not even going to have my birthday. Are you going to do a tarot card reading for my birthday? That doesn't make sense, dude. That's just not going to work out. Anyways, moving on. So Here's your your future. um, Thank you so much for joining (laughs) us this week, Ghosties. (laughs) See how nervous she got, Ghosties? Let's continue to argue back and forth. (laughs) anyways we hope you had as much fun as we did with this flipping chaos that that was this episode i don't Um, know i feel like last week was pretty bad 
No, I'm not confident about this episode, but last week was fun. <laughs> I think it's chaos now because we're sober. You're right. That's bad. That's yeah. bad. I take yeah. that back. I take that back. So if we're so have... we're more sober than last week. Anyways, make sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you want a tarot card reading, please let us know. We will be happy to do one for you. We are your hosts. I'm Ch- I'm not Chelsea. I'm Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Uh, Can you just edit out this whole episode? No. Like just cut the whole thing. No. Just skip to episode twenty-five. <laughs> Anyways, I'm Veronica. And I'm Chelsea. Yeah, we're on a spooky weekend. We'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad.